Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Dolls. A multi-billion dollar industry that's been going on since the beginning of time. Every civilization has had their own form of dolls. Whether they are the fertility statues that made out of clay a long time ago, or today's pussycat dolls. They've existed since the beginning of humanity. But... For some people, simply saying the word dolls fills them with fear. There are some people who listen to this show who won't even click on this episode because it is called Haunted Dolls. What is it about dolls that people find so terrifying? Can dolls actually be haunted? And I just ordered a haunted doll off of eBay today on Dead Rabbit Radio. everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day, too. First off, I want to say thank you so much to everyone who sent me birthday wishes. All day long, I was getting them via email, YouTube comments, Twitter. It was awesome. It was really, really cool to just be walking around. My phone's like, do-do-do, and I'd be like, happy birthday, Jason. That It's a really, really cool feeling. So thank you, everyone, for making me feel loved. That was just awesome. Totally awesome. I really appreciate that. If you'll see my cover art for today's episode, it was a birthday card that Veronica's son made for me. Little Finn. I don't think he probably wants to be called Little, but he drew me this. It's a Halloween slash birthday card. It does say I'm 45 on there, and Veronica thought that was funny, but all she did was guarantee me, guarantee me three extra years of life. So joke's on you. And then, uh, very briefly, non-spoiler Joker review. It's all right. It's all right. It was good. It wasn't great, but uh, I enjoyed it. It was really entertained. It flew by. Took. It seemed like it was only like an hour long. Didn't have a lot of fat to it. It was really good. But it's not one of those movies that, oh, no, no, I know you don't like comic book movies. You gotta see this one. It wasn't like that. If you want to see it, go see it pretty quickly because otherwise stuff's going to get spoiled for you and there's some weird twists and turns. And if you don't want to see it, I don't really think you're missing much by not seeing it. That's my review. So I enjoyed it, though. I really, really enjoyed it. But let's go ahead and start our descent into the madness of dolls. Little doll people. I. It's funny because there is so much to cover in this episode. And it's frankly stupid. Not the idea of haunted dolls. That's idiotic. But the idea that there's so much stuff written about these dudes. It's really, really bizarre. And I have some interesting thoughts and conspiracies regarding that. But let's go ahead and get started with really what, what started this whole thing. Last night I'm online. I'm like, oh my god, I got an episode tomorrow? Just typing random words, hoping something spooky shows up. No, I'm going through and I go, I've never covered haunted dolls before. I think I've talked about them here and there, but I've never actually, like, done an episode on them. Which is weird, because they're kind of like a horror mainstay. Let me tell you a personal story. So, when I was probably, like, 20-something, 23, maybe, living with my grandma, chilling with my grandma... I come home from work one day, or I was probably just out messing around with my friends, but I came home to my grandma's house, and there was this dirty, busted-up doll sitting in one of the chairs. And my grandma's in the other chair watching the Drew Carey show or whatever. And I walk in, I'm like, hey guys, what's up? Hey grandma. And then I look, and I'm like, what's that doll doing there? My grandma looks over at it. This house was the one where all the shadow people were chilling and all the creepy stuff was happening. My grandma's watching Drew Carey's show. She turns over, she looks at the doll, she goes, oh, the dog brought it in. And I go, did the dog put it in the chair? And she doesn't respond. Now, you could say, ooh, she's possessed by the spirit of the doll, it has come. No, she probably just is too busy watching the Drew Carey show. She knew I believed in all sorts of creepy nonsense. She probably didn't want to entertain the thought. Because obviously I was saying, did the doll walk in here? So I went out and I talked to the dog. (laughs) So 
I it, it was weird because I thought the dog never brings. First off, my grandma never let the dog inside the house unless there was like a rainstorm. Two, he never brought in stuff. And three, you're telling me that doll was sitting in the backyard this whole time. The dog's like ten years old at this point. But anyways, so the doll was super spooky and covered in mud and had like an old-fashioned dress on it and its hair was all matted. Basically looked like a girl I picked up from a bar, except more age-appropriate. They are usually quite filthy. I think they just come home with me so they can use my shower. But I take the doll and I go to... I don't think I did it immediately that night. I think I just kind of like kept an eye on the doll. I was like, I'm keeping an eye on you and the doll's just sitting there. The doll won that staring contest, but later, like the next day, I believe, I took the doll over to my friend Josh's house. So you got Josh and Jackie and Joanne, and they've all shown up in other ghost stories that I've told, personal ghost stories I've told. I was like, hey guys, look, I got this haunted doll. Now Joanne wanted nothing to do with it at all. Josh was playing PlayStation 2, but Jackie was like, haunted doll, haunted doll. And so we gave it a bath, and we took it into the bathroom, and we started like, cleaning it off and like washing off the dirt and then we're like she jackie was i think like 13 or 14 so she had dolls of her own so she goes and she gets little doll hairbrushes and she's like here you go she gives me it's a piece of pink plastic with little prongs on it it wasn't like from vidal sassoon but anyways we both have these doll brushes right and we're running the doll under the water and we're like brushing the doll's hair we're just brushing it and we're doing it, and a good amount of time is passing. We hear we hear Josh in the other room beating up the Undertaker on, on the PS2. The Undertaker hadn't actually shown up. Give me my doll, kicking down the door. We hear him, he's doing his PS2 thing. Joanne's doing whatever. And me and Jackie are just in here washing this doll off. And at a certain point, Jackie turns to me and she goes, I can't stop. I need to get this doll clean. And it was weird because maybe it's just her saying it, like put it in my head and I hadn't thought of it before, but I was feeling the same thing. Now, sometimes that happens. I can walk in a room and it feels fine. And then someone goes, this room's kind of creepy, isn't it? And then I will retroactively believe that it was creepy. Human mind is very easy to mess around with. But she goes, I can't stop doing this. I I need to clean it off. And I turn to her and and I agreed. It was really weird. So either she put that thought into my head and I hadn't thought about it, or in the moment I felt like I was also having a hard time stopping, like we had to get this doll clean. And eventually we did. And then I thought it was hilarious because I would put the doll in the passenger seat of my car. I took it everywhere with me. thought it was so funny because people knew that that doll was super creepy. They knew its providence. So they knew like it had appeared in my grandma's house and me and Jackie couldn't stop cleaning it and so on and so forth. And then the doll, I remember one morning I woke up and I was like, oh, time to go to work. I'm putting a little uniform, putting a little Godfather's Pizza uniform on the doll. I'm like, oh, you look so precious. Carrying it everywhere. People's pizzas are covered in muddy footprints. I remember one day I woke up, doll was gone. And I wasn't like, oh, the doll must have walked away. I thought, oh, I must have put it somewhere. I looked all over for that doll. Couldn't find it at my place. Looked in my car. Couldn't find it. I ended up going to Jackie's house, and I go, hey, Jackie, where's the doll at? And she's like, what? And I go, where's... I don't... I wonder if we ever named it now that I think about it. I go, where's the doll at? Where's the doll? And she's like, I don't know. It's your doll. You should have been the one who have it. And we looked all over her house. Never saw that doll again. It hung out with us for about six months, right? This, this doll was on these adventures with me. Now, do I think the doll was haunted? It was creepy, and it magically appeared and disappeared. Not magically. That's pushing it a little too much. The doll was creepy. It appeared one day and disappeared a couple months later. Never to be seen again. Does that mean it's haunted? No. Does that mean it's magical? No. Does that mean that I never cleaned up after myself and it's very possible that the doll, if it did become animated, fall into a pile of dirty clothes, got thrown into the washing machine and just dissolve? Possible. More likely. I guess except for the walking part. But that's really been my only interaction with a quote-unquote haunted doll. A creepy doll would be a better term for it. And possibly possessed us so we would brush its hair and, and clean it up. And then it went on its own way. The doll could have been wanting to possess us and take over our bodies until it realized all we did was play PS2 and eat Papa John's. The doll's like, this will not end well for any of these people involved. I'm researching last night, and I go, yeah, I want to do a story about haunted dolls. So I started looking up, like, the most haunted dolls or the most dangerous haunted dolls. And 
There's not a lot of them. I honestly thought there would be... There's basically two levels of haunted doll stories. There's the ones that people know, and then there's the ones that happen to your aunt when she's six. And you go, Jason, that's the same thing with haunted houses. You have the Amityville Horror, and then you have the haunted house in your neighborhood. But generally, the difference is is that haunted houses, abandoned asylums, creepy roads, they're shared experiences. The haunted house is there, and it lasts through generations. Your grandfather was scared of the house, your father was scared of the house, you're scared of the house. It's generally a generational thing. You know, the house at the end of the lane that the old lady, like, chopped up a bunch of trick-or-treaters and then handed out their body parts to other trick-or-treaters. The story gets passed on, mutated, and things like that. But haunted dolls are a family story. And it's quite an interesting phenomenon, haunted dolls. Let's look at some of the famous ones. Now, Annabelle and Robert the Doll are the two most famous ones. Annabelle, briefly, because I think that I, I... Let me go ahead and say all the stories I'm about to tell you are completely ridiculous and stupid. Annabelle involves the Warrens, which I've talked about them before. You have the psychic woman who believes she can talk to ghosts and Bigfoot. And then her husband, who probably didn't believe in any of it, but just liked being in a rich chick who made money scamming people, allegedly. And then, so Annabelle was a doll that some girl, a Raggedy Ann doll that some sorority girl bought. And then at the same time, the house was haunted, and it was of a little girl. And the sorority girls go, in my version, they're sorority girls. I think they were just in college, but I want to make it a little sexier. They said, hey, you can jump into the body of this doll. And then the doll started moving around. It wasn't like doing the robot or like, you know, doing the chicken dance or nothing. It was just like you'd come in one day and the doll would be in a different room. Which when it's you and two roommates, everything moves all of the time. Oh no, where'd I put this last slice of pizza? I don't know, it's the girl with the pizza stained face. And you're like, ah, it's a ghost. So stuff will move when there's three people, three college-aged girls living in an apartment. Things are going to move around. That's just, oh, and the doll's so evil that now it's in some laboratory, not laboratory, it's in some museum or something like that. But, hey, here's a question. If Ed and Lorraine Warren were really good at at this ghost stuff, how come their ghosts haven't shown up yet? Because they're dead. They've been dead for a couple months now. Where are their ghosts? Like, shouldn't they be on talk shows and stuff like that? Shouldn't they be inhabiting dolls? Anyways, so, that was kind of rude. (laughs) They've lost their lives, and I'm don't like it when people die, but I mean, if you're a parapsychologist, you think they'd be making the rounds right now. Zach Baggins should be walking around with the EVP reader talking to these dudes. So, Robert the Doll is a doll. He's just some creepy looking doll who, was that the guy, Robert the Doll, if I remember correctly, was the dude in the rocking chair that his face changes, or like they actually have video footage of his head moving. So... You know, there's that. I mean, you're like, Jason, that's kind of a big detail to gloss over. Here's the thing. If there is actual video footage of an inanimate object moving its head, it would be, and it was 100% legit, it would be studied in every single science laboratory. Biologists would be getting rid of their equipment to say, how is it possible that this inanimate object moves? So it either has... And it is the biggest discovery in human history that an object that was crafted by humans, that was made to not move, moves on its own, proving either life after death or that inanimate objects can come to life. That would be the biggest news ever. It would revolutionize the rocking chair industry. It would revolutionize every single ping pong table out there because you would have to wonder, Am I hitting, am I picking up a sentient object and hitting it against another sentient object? We would be paralyzed as a nation. Now, I know that's a stupid analogy, but could you put your shoes on if you knew your shoes were alive? So there's that, there's that part of it. Or if it was actually proof that there is life after death, which is what everyone wonders. Some people believe they have the answer, but I think everyone is a little doubtful in those dark moments like is this right if there was video evidence that this doll moved on its own it would be the biggest news story in human history this is what robert the doll does there's he has a bunch of different origin stories either he was some voodoo stuff or some girl went into the body of the doll or whatever but this is what this doll is supposedly capable of doing car accidents 
Broken Bones, Job Loss, Divorce, and a Cornucopia of Other Misfortunes. That's from Wikipedia. I normally don't use the word cornucopia in when I'm talking. And then museum visitors, because he's chilling at a museum now, have post-visit misfortunes for failing to respect Robert. So considering I've been talking trash about this dumb doll for the past 10 minutes, who knows what's going to happen to me. But the doll doesn't cause car accidents. And this is where I'm going with this. We have these, like, super dolls. These dolls that have all these magical powers that are able to do stuff. Because here's the truth. Would you go to a museum to see a doll? Because these dolls, you have to pay to go see Robert the doll. Would you pay to go see a doll that, if you walk by it, it may cut the brake lines to your car, or it makes your wife leave you because she's finally realized that for your vacation you wanted to go look at a 100-year-old doll, or just walk into your sister's bedroom and there's like a, a creepy doll? Like, most stories of dolls, of haunted dolls, are super mundane. Super mundane. And then you have these mega ones. You have Here's some of the ones that are less known. I found some other ones here that are less known. L- let's look at these guys real quick here, these haunted dolls. We have Peggy. These are supposedly famous. She, Peggy, it's a little girl doll, a little cute girl with blonde curly hair. She's known to cause nausea, dizziness, and heart attacks. So it's Taco Bell in the form of a doll. Can also is known to drive you mad. Now you go, how can a doll give you a heart attack? Ah, non-believer. If you just look at a photo of Peggy, you can have a heart attack. When you There's a YouTube video that starts off with a warning saying, you've been warned by look watching this video, you may have a heart attack. We're about to show you a picture of Peggy the doll. People take this stuff quite seriously. This doll, apparently, according to scam artists, say that this doll is possessed by the ghost of someone who died during the Holocaust. Which is bizarre. And someone, this story was eventually retconned because that's just good. Listen, man, you can make, uh, you're a scam artist, right? That's how you make your money is telling people that their pipes are haunted and stuff like that. There are certain things that you don't say ghosts come from. You don't want to say the Holocaust, for one. Here is a haunted box. Ooh. If you open it up, bad things may happen. Ooh. The person who had that died during a horrible, horrible worldwide genocide. Uh, I don't want that. Don't include genocides in your fake ghost origin stories. I would say that is a bad one. Come on, do you want... Here's a pair of haunted shoes. Fine. I found them in the rubble of World Trade Center. Uh, Like, there's certain things that you're making it up, so make up something less horrifying. Chewed up by an escalator. Okay, I'll buy those. That's terrible, but they're haunted shoes, right? You're going to have somebody die. Uh, Holocaust? Seriously, bro? So... This one died in the Holocaust, apparently. And the psychic who was taking notes on trying to figure out what it was, what was in Peggy. Peggy, the doll, stole the notepad. So then the psychic was like, I don't remember what other stuff I made up. I mean, discovered during our seance. Give me some time to think about it. And she's like pulling out her book, a fiction writer's workshop book. I'll, I'll remember it, sure enough. And it's like chapter four. But anyway, so that's why we don't have much information on on Peggy, other than the fact that she can give you a heart attack if you just look at her. We have Harold. He's a scuffed-up baby doll. He's like a little baby doll. His head's all jacked up. But, so, it's funny that his head's all scuffed up, because this doll, I think it's funny, because it's not funny. It's actually quite tragic, but this doll, his head's all scuffed up, right? And he was passed from haunted doll collector to haunted doll collector. So anyways, I mean, that's a whole other thing we'll get into, but this dude buys it, buys this stupid plastic doll that's supposedly haunted, and then he invites his buddy over to see the doll, and his buddy comes over, and then shortly afterwards is diagnosed with a brain tumor. Therefore, the doll gave him the brain tumor. But here's the question. What about the dude who actually bought the doll? Where's his brain tumor? Like... I come in I come into contact with a haunted object, right? And I have 30 friends. One of those friends gets in a car accident. Is the doll cursed? Now, I would leave out, if I wanted to say that, I would leave out the other 29 people who visited me and saw the doll and focus on the guy who got in the car accident. 
so that's this is total cherry picking stuff. Yes, when you have thirty friends, one of them is going to have a health problem or a broken bone or a heart attack or something like that. We live in a mortal universe where things unfortunately break down. Also with Harold, we did have an owner have some unfortunate luck. The the one of the original owners of Harold got it, and his cat died, and his girlfriend left him for, according to this article, his girlfriend left him for the pool man. What's a pool man? I understand the word pool boy, but if we become that sensitive in society that pool boys, is there actually a, a like an age range? Like, let's say you're 18 to 25, you're a pool boy, but after that, uh-uh-uh. Pool man, I've never heard that term before. Pool man. Anyways. <laughs> okay, that, that was a weird rant. Last one we're going to talk about here is Letta. These are the famous ones, Letta. It's an old marionette doll, some dude, some bloke in Australia found it under the floorboards. Don't believe that story at all. Totally made up. It's convenient because he doesn't have to really show any origin story for it. Apparently, it's 200 years old. Don't believe it. It has real human hair, possibly. I, 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 that is a more believable detail than a 200-year-old piece of wood underneath an abandoned house in Australia. And he throws it in his car, and he's driving away. And why he was in this house in the first place, he was just like a scavenger. So basically, he's a war pup. He just escaped Mad Max's assault on his fortress. He's digging through a house. And finds a doll. He's a scavenger, again. He's not like some meth head breaking off copper pipes to recycle them. He just breaks in houses and looks for garbage under the floorboards. Totally made up. He gets the doll out of there. Throws it in the trunk of the car. And as he's driving away, he hears a voice go, Let me out! So, very, very stereotypical Italian ghost. That's why it's named Letta. Because it said, Let me out! What? Totally fake. Totally made up. Now... I'm not saying that, again, he wouldn't keep the doll. I think most of us would keep the doll because it was spooky. But I would try to see if it repeated itself. Not kept saying, let me out, because then it's just Teddy Rupskin. I would be curious to think, is this doll actually talking? I'd have video cameras and tape recorders around the doll. I probably want to sleep for the first couple days to try to see if I was going insane. Which, to be honest, not sleeping for three days is a sign of insanity, but... I would want to know, and if it didn't say anything else, I'd go, I just must have heard heard it. It's not doing it again. But anyways, people go around and they get sick. Dogs and kids hate it. It's supposed to supposedly be a gypsy doll. I don't know why it's speaking Italian. And it may or may not move, depending on the person. Some people say it moves around the house. Some people say it doesn't. But the people who say it does move around the house, it leaves scuff marks on the floor. So it's it's kind of a dick. Because you just wax those floors. And then you got little wood feet going... It's like sitting there doing... It's like grinding his feet and it's doing the electric slide all over your perfectly... Uh, what do you call it? Not manicured. Not, that's not even how you say that word. Uh, whatever. You just waxed your floor. And let it straight up doing the worm on it. Just scuffing it up even more. Those dolls are very, very famous. If you want to run on the mill haunted doll... It's going to run you anywhere from $30 to $1,000 and up. So, obviously, easy way to scam stupid people out of their money. And I'll get to that in a second. But easy, easy way to get get money from people. eBay actually initiated a rule saying you can't sell haunted stuff. So when you buy stuff on eBay, it says, we're selling this item as is. We can't make any guarantee that a ghost is actually going to show up at your house. Because it is such a scam, obviously. But people are buying these things for Tons and tons of money. You know me. I'm not one who normally make fun of people's names. I've never done that on this podcast. But there's a haunted doll specialist. Can you imagine putting that on your resume? So what do you do? You're at a bar. What do you do? Actually, to be honest, that would that would be a good pickup line. Saddle up to a girl. Be like, yeah, you know, I just got back from day at the office investigating haunted dolls. I, I think that would actually be a really good pickup line. I should actually try that. But don't listen to this episode, girl, that I pick up. There's a woman, I, there's a woman named, <laughs> there's a woman who is haunted doll specialist. Her name is Cat. This is very, this is very juvenile, and I'll have to admit it's juvenile, but her name is Cat Blowers. Cat, Cat. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, I'm assuming she's married. Apparently, I guess her husband's name is Nick Blowers or something like that, which is a little better. But imagine you're a girl, you meet the boy of your dreams. Your name's Cat. You meet the boy of your dreams. You can't wait to fall in love. The only problem is you know once you guys get married, your name's going to be Cat Blower. Cat, Cat. <laughs> Cat Blowers. But anyways... Cat Blowers, she buys these these pieces of junk on eBay, and then she has this test. She locks them in a in a phone box with a tape recorder to see if she can hear them talking. She said, sometimes I record music, like, from them, and it's weird, right? And then she realizes that it's always the song that she happens to be listening to in the living room. She's like, that's weird. This 300-year-old doll loves pink. So... Anyways, she does that. She throws a tape recorder in her phone box. She also sets an EMF reader out for three to five days. So, like, picks up stuff. And then, if that wasn't ridiculous enough, she sleeps with it. She puts a little piece of amethyst between them, which helps lucid dreaming, i.e. dreams you make up. And then she creates a 15-page report, and then she resells these dolls on eBay. So, profit. Cha-ching! And then we have this other guy I wanted to highlight. This guy named Kevin Kane. A little bit better than cat, cat blowers. Kevin Kane, he's a paranormal investigator slash collector of garbage. He, he So he tells this story. I was reading this in an article about haunted dolls. He tells this story. He goes, this woman buys a doll. The moral of the story that he's like, you got to be careful what you buy on eBay, people, because some of these dolls are super, super dangerous. Some of this made-up stuff is more dangerous than the other made-up stuff. So he goes, there, let me tell you the story. Let me tell you the story about this woman. She was a mighty fine woman. And she bought a doll on eBay. And it was supposed to have a happy spirit in it. Because some of the, all these, not all these dolls are haunted. But some of them are haunted by leprechauns. It's not even like these are haunted by the spirits of the dead people. Which is creepy, and that's fine. Okay, let's say this. And I know this is getting kind of ranty, but... Your ha- If your house is haunted, you go, hey, my house is haunted, dude. Let me out. And then they're like, no, 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 your house is haunted because this dude like blew his brains out. And now he's like floating around. <laughs> his brains are floating around, too. So be careful where you step. And you would assume that's the same thing with dolls. But no, because this stuff is so made up and it's so such a scam, because the people just kind of make stuff up as they go along. They go, no, this doll is ha- haunted by a leprechaun. So it brings you good luck. So buy this doll and you'll get good luck. We're selling this item as is. There's, we can't prove there's a leprechaun in here. That's a scam. Like You can say this doll's haunted. It makes noises late at night. It's still probably a scam, most likely. But it's a believable scam. Don't sell me a 30-year-old doll and say that the goddess Artemis left some nymph in it. And it will give me like sexual energy. Like That's a scam. When I keep using the word scam, it's, it's mostly in regards to that stuff. Obviously, here's a piece of plastic. Pay $30 for eBay on it. It has a ghost in it. That It's most likely just a piece of plastic. But by then telling me that it has some sort of benefit for my life, that's a scam. That's absolutely a scam. Because if it worked, you'd keep it. If I had a doll that had a leprechaun in it, I'm not selling it to anybody. No. It has a, it has a leprechaun in it. There's no amount of money that I can get on eBay for a leprechaun. For a live leprechaun. Well, this is a ghost leprechaun. It doesn't matter. It's a leprechaun. Anyways, let's get back to Kevin Kane. He, this, he's telling the story. This woman buys this doll that was supposed to have a happy spirit in it. But one night, she woke up and she felt tiny little hands around her neck. Now, she doesn't wake up. The doll's not actually strangling her. She just feels a sensation of ten little tiny fingers around her neck. Which could not kill you ever. A doll cannot... The thing about how tiny them little hands are. They can't even move their thumbs. We've gone from the point of dolls that may or may not walk and may scuff up your floor to full digit manipulation able to choke you. Why would a doll need to choke you? How could a doll choke you? But if the doll was trying to kill you and you woke up and the doll wasn't there, you just felt the tiny hands on you. So it would be assumed that it was the spirit of the doll trying to get you. One of the spirit of the doll have normal-sized hands. The ghost in the doll was a normal-sized human. The doll itself doesn't have a doll-sized ghost. 
Actually, now that I think about it, if you were a ghost and you haunted a doll, it would be extremely cramped in there. Anyways, luckily, here's a quote from this article. Luckily, he, this is Kevin Kane. Luckily, he knew how to, he, because he's an expert at this stuff. Luckily, he knew how to bind the demonic spirit, ultimately sealing the doll in a box. Like just regular old box from the factory, cardboard box will do. Ultimately sealing the doll in a box coated in holy water and storing it on the highest shelf in his home where it remains. You can't really coat a box in water. Now, assuming the box, and I'm nitpicking now, but I'm getting really kind of irritated at this stuff. Box, if it's cardboard, you put water on it, it is no longer a box. (laughs) And the ghost, the monster easily escapes. The dog gets out. But if the box is made of wood, I guess you could coat it. You had a wood, you could put water on it, but eventually the water dries, evaporates, stuff like that. Whatever. Holy water on a box. I love the line. He stored it on not just any shelf, the highest shelf in his house. That'll show you, demon. That'll show you, creature, who can manipulate the body of an inanimate object. You're on the highest shelf. And it's like, no! If only I was two shelves down, I would destroy all of humanity for the highest... Why does that matter that it's on the highest shelf? It's a demonic spirit who floats around outside of the body of a doll and tries strangling people. This episode's going long, so let me go ahead and conclude it with this. This little message. I bought bought one of these things. So I want to thank all of my Patreons for giving me the ability to spend money on useless stuff. I had a choice. I had a choice between these two dolls. Let me explain. This episode's going to go long. A haunted doll special. It's Halloween. Also, Dead Rabbit recommends, because I want to do one every day, Child's Play. The new Child's Play movie. This is going to be really brief. Check it out. Chucky is an extremely, bizarrely sympathetic villain in that movie. It's a very, very well done horror movie. It's dolls. It fits the theme. I just watched it the other day. It's not the best horror movie I've seen, but it has some really good kills. And the way they portrayed Chucky in the movie was very, very well done. You really, really feel bad for his journey. So check out the new Child's Play. But let's go ahead and get back. This Dead Rabbit recommends today. Let's go ahead and talk about the dolls that I had the choices from, the one I bought. So I'm on eBay and I find these. We have Coco the doll. It's a Harlequin doll. So it has like the big old long arms and legs. Not like a marionette, but it kind of looks like a clown with like the puffy clothes on. Coco the doll. $30. Here's the description. Coco the doll has been part of my collection. Not my collection. I'm reading this. Coco the doll has been part of my collection since I've started to collect haunted objects, i.e. waste my money. This porcelain tiny vessel, not just a doll, it's a vessel, seems to be inhabited by the spirit of a mischievous young boy. He is highly active and has been known to pull girls' hair and hide objects. So at this point, I'm thinking I'm leaning towards this one. Pulling girls' hair. That would be hilarious. And hide objects, especially when guests are over. There have been occasions where the doll has been, that's not, I'm correcting it, that's not what they wrote, but has been in a different area of the room than I had left it. Shadows have appeared around the doll as well. Coco isn't harmful, however. He just seems to love the attention. Eh, I'm the only attention whore here, Coco. We'll think about it. We'll think about getting you. Let's move on to the other one that I had a choice of. Veronica. A rubber baby doll toy. So... May or may not be more creepy, but rubber doll toy, $30. Veronica is a vintage rubber doll. She actually has a squeaker. I would compare it to a dog toy sound. The doll itself does have an old haunted look. This Again, I'm reading this from eBay. I collect haunted dolls. I'm currently downsizing my collection, i.e. I want an episode of Hoarders coming up. And I want to make my apartment look a little bit nicer. Veronica is an active spirit. Active, so apparently eBay terminology, you have very active and active and then just haunted doll. And active means stuff happens quite often. Very active means it happens so often it's bordering on annoying. So when you're searching for a haunted doll, you want to look for the words active or very active. If you're a beginner in this collecting, you might want to start off with a few active ones before you start to get into Dennis the Menace dolls. Veronica is an active spirit. I've experienced vivid dreams. That's completely useless to me. Doors opening and closing, flickering lights, perfume scents in the room she is located, a woman whispering hello. She's like, it's weird. Whenever I pick up the phone and it's my mother on the line, I hear a woman say hello. It's so weird. 
I believe her to be an active yet positive spirit. She has scared me a few times with her whispers or opening a door on me. Like, <laughs> opening a door. She's like walking, the doors are slamming her face. You, life turns into the naked gun. She scared me a few times with her whispers or opening a door on me. Put, I think she meant but, or I hope she did, uh, opening a door on me, but she is not a negative spirit. So I had the choice between those two, and I thought I got one of them that pulls girls' hair, which is awesome, and it uh, walks and moves around the room, and it makes shadow people appear, or shadows appear around the doll. She's like, it's so weird whenever a light is Pointed at the doll. I see a shadow behind it. What? And if you move the light, depending on the time of the day, the shadow moves. So I have that choice. And the other one is an old rubber doll that sounds like a squeaker toy. She doesn't move. Doors open and close. Lights flicker. And you can smell perfume. And then a woman says hello every once in a while. I bought Veronica. I bought Veronica for $30. So again, guys, thanks for supporting my Patreon. Because I would have never spent this money... I would have never spent any money that I ever, like, earned in my life to buy a rubber doll from the internet and somebody saying it's haunted. The reason why I chose Veronica was because I don't like stuff moving around my apartment. And I don't mean, like, if there was, if I woke up and there was a doll walking across the floor, it would scare me, but I'd be fine with it. I don't like it when I can't find my keys. That was the deal breaker. Like, I was like, that would be so funny. A girl comes over to my apartment. She's like, dude, who keeps pulling my hair? Ooh, I kind of like it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Coco, give me a high five. He's always there to, like, test if a girl likes her hair being pulled. I'm like, Coco, he's my ultimate wingman. But I didn't want to deal with some dude moving my stuff. You go to sit down the toilet. There's no toilet paper. You go to sit on the toilet. There's no toilet. It's in the bedroom. I couldn't deal with that. So I went with... Veronica, which is funny because I have two friends who both go by the fake name Veronica for different reasons. They use fake names, but I got two Veronicas and now I got a third one. And this doll, I'm wondering, we're going to get it. It'll be a co, it'll be a guest on an episode. We're going to set it up, put it in front of a microphone. I have an extremely sensitive microphone and we're going to go ahead and we're going to see if we get a hello. Now, here's the thing. I've been trash talking haunted dolls the whole time and really... Let me circle back to that. I got two more things to say. I know this is a long episode, but I got two more things to say. One, I I believe in ghosts, obviously. I've been very, very clear on that. But that doesn't mean I believe in every single ghost story. And whenever people are more into the money side of it, the more you are into selling me stuff, other than like I can read a book about ghosts, I'll pay you for the hard work putting that book together. But when you try selling me junk and telling me it's haunted, I'm very, very suspicious. Now, there's a chance that Veronica, this Veronica doll, is haunted. That this is one of the authentic ones. It is. It's possible. But anyways, we're going to get it here and let it hang out in my apartment, show it around. We'll record it, and then I think it'll probably just end up in the corner of my room or something like that. To scare people when they come over. I mean, I don't really expect anything to come out of it. The idea of haunted dolls is very, very interesting to me. Because it really comes out of nowhere. Like, why are people scared of dolls? It's interesting because it's a very, very recent fear. People go, oh, you know, haunted dolls have been around since the days of Ramses. All these articles quote a Wikipedia page, and they mention this fact with really no attribution. But apparently Ramses II had these dolls made of his enemies, and they would, like, kill the dolls, and the enemies would suffer bad luck. That's not a haunted doll. When people think of haunted, that's a voodoo doll. It's something completely different. When people talk about haunted dolls, it's kind of a narrow definition. It's a pretty narrow definition. A ghost or a leprechaun or something is inhabiting a doll, and that doll is capable of doing things or just being creepy, or both. So haunted dolls are actually very, very recent phenomenon, people being scared of dolls. When we look back, I had to do a ton of research for this, for this absolutely ridiculous subject, but probably one of the most well-researched topics recently. Um, when we look back, we didn't see haunted doll stories really start to appear until the Twilight Zones episode of uh, Talking Tina. Or Talky Tina, apparently. I always thought it was Talking Tina. But anyways, we, you would have a short story here and there about a haunted doll. You had Talking Tina, though, and then you had Prey, which was from the Trilogy of Terror. I think it was called Amelie. In the or Amelie or something like that in the television show, but you had a short story about a little a Zulu doll. It had a spirit in it trying to kill a woman from Trilogy of Terror, one of the scariest, 
movies ever shown on television. If you haven't seen Trilogy of Terror, watch it. Watch the last 30 minutes of it. The third story. But anyways, you had that. You had the Twilight Zone episode. And then there seemed to be an explosion of fear of dolls. And I'm not saying there weren't haunted doll stories or people talking about haunted dolls going back farther than that. But it was not a phenomenon like it is today. And even when you look at, like, there was a movie, like, in the... I was looking at these movies that came out, like, in the 40s and 50s that are about haunted dolls. And again, they weren't about dolls being possessed by spirits. They're about people being turned into dolls or people being controlled by dolls. And then after the Twilight Zone and after the Trilogy of Terror, there's a huge explosion in haunted doll movies. I think this is the reason why I keep uh, pooping all over haunted dolls as opposed to other ghost things. Is I think it's 100% a cultural creation. Now again, you could probably find a myth of a haunted doll or a story here and there of a haunted doll. But to explain now why kids don't like walking by their sister's bedroom because she has a bunch of dolls. And that's the kid who drew me that drawing, Finn. He's like, oh, I hate my sister's American girl dolls. They're super creepy. But the reason why they're super creepy is because of movies and television that make dolls creepy. I don't think it's an innate fear. An old abandoned house on the end of town is an innate fear. It's the fear of the darkness, the fear of the unknown. It's a fear of dogs and hobos and a fear of ghosts. Creepy woods, same thing. There are certain fears that you can go, oh, I get it. Like, you just add ghosts to an already creepy location. But dolls themselves, and you could say, well, they look like tiny people, da-da-da. People aren't scared of haunted G.I. Joes or haunted Tonka trucks. I know they don't look like people, but... You know what I mean? Like, people aren't scared of other toys. Like, if you walked by a room that had a bunch of G.I. Joes in it, you'd be like, I would be like, oh, dude, this is totally awesome. These are, like, Generation 1 G.I. Joes. But I would never be scared to go in there with the lights off. But if there was a room full of dolls, I would be like, ugh, dolls are creepy, even though I know that they're just plastic junk. But because you're told that dolls are creepy, it's reinforced. I read this thing before, and they said, uh, kids find skeletons creepy because parents tell them that skeletons are spooky. But before skeletons are used in Halloween decoration, kids don't find skeletons creepy. Because it's kind of a goofy figure. But once people go, oh, and then the spooky skeleton came out of the jungle, then kids start to find them creepy. So I think it's a learned behavior. I think it's a phenomenon. It's a haunted phenomenon that is 100% created by society, which is really, really bizarre. Because I let me place. So I have a printer here. That I haven't fired up in a long time, and I had to so I could scan in Finn's picture for the uh, for the cover art. I'm going to play this for you, and tell me that this doesn't sound like some sort of haunted, haunted printer. Now, what's interesting is it has all the hallmarks of, of like, tension. You have a repeated dun 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 noise. And then it does it again. dun 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 And then it does it a third time. And then when you expect the pattern to be repeated, it makes a whole new set of really loud noises. There's, like, those awkward kind of creepy silences where you going on. It's obviously not haunted. It's obviously not haunted. But... It sounds creepy. I remember when I was first trying to do it, I was like, dude, who previously owned this jigsaw? Like, why is it making such weird noises? But if you were like six and your dad's printer, like every time you walked into the his office, his little den, and you were six, and every so often you'd be like, hold on, honey, I got to print this out. And it made that noise. It would probably be unsettling because it's quite loud. But let's say you're six years old. And you hear that noise. 
And your older sister goes, oh no, that means that it's hungry and it's going to eat your hands. You better leave. The noise takes on a level of menace to it. Because it definitely has this weird tone to it. It doesn't sound like a normal machine doing something. Doesn't Definitely doesn't sound like a normal printer. I gotta get a new printer. But by adding a story onto it, it makes the noises more startling. If I had just played the track normally and didn't say, here's my haunted copier, you would be like, why is this noise happening? It sounds like a broken printer. But by saying, hey, let me play for this, I think I said it was creepy or haunted or something like that. It adds a layer to it. Now imagine if there was a movie about a haunted printer and it made that noise. And during the trailers, people are running down the running down the 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 hallway in the printer. You hear the noises and like <gasps> you hear the noises and it's hiding in the closet. This office building has a closet, you're looking through the gap and you hear the, the noise and it's getting louder and louder. And then it crescendos and then it just title card and it just says printer. 300 DPI. Deaths per instant. Coming July 29th. And obviously people would laugh. They'd think that was hilarious. But the movie's a success. It actually makes a printer terrifying. People would start believing their printers were haunted. That's really what I'm getting at. You can make anything creepy. I know there's kind of a long about way to do that. I don't think dolls... I think dolls can be haunted. I think that 99.9% of them aren't. I think that if you looked at haunted houses, houses that were believed to be haunted, I would say it's probably 50-50. I would say that people, a lot of times the house is just derelict. It's creepy. There may be something going on there. There may not be something on there. If someone says this house is haunted and has this ghost in it, I'll give you 100 bucks if you spend the night. I'd be like, eh, no, I'm good. Maybe a 1000 But if someone says this doll is haunted, And if you look at it, it'll make you feel like you just ate three Taco Bell meals. I'll be like, let's do it. Not eat the three Taco Bell meals. Bring the doll over. Bring them all over. I think the chances of you stumbling across the haunted doll is incredibly rare. Incredibly rare. I think it's something that people... I think it's something that society has said was creepy and created a phenomenon. The woods are naturally creepy. Haunted Abandoned houses are naturally creepy. Dark hallways where the light flickers Mm, I think that's another thing that was created by the society, by media it's creepy because it's affecting your vision, but again, I think that's also because of horror movies and stuff like that, but you start to get, and I think dolls are completely from short stories, horror movies, and your big brother or sister being jerks, I think that's where all of the fear comes from, clowns kind of in the gray area, I think part of it's because you can't see their faces, but the idea of the creepy clown, 100% the invention of the media, even what's his face, that stupid John Wayne Gacy guy. He wasn't running around in a clown outfit. That was like his side gig. He had a bunch of them. Killing boys was one of them, but he was like a general contractor was really his main job. Creepy clowns, killer clowns, complete invention of the media. You can say it's because you can't see their face. It's creepy. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I've always wanted to bang a chick that looked like a clown. Not like she had giant feet and a big red nose, but like girls, like hot girls in clown makeup, I find extremely attractive. Like there's photos online of like hot girls, but they're like wearing clown makeup. And I'm like, anyways, (laughs) that aside, I think there are things that are naturally creepy because it's an evolutionary thing. Dark run down places where humans used to be and now you don't know what's in there that's something it's basically the evolutionary equivalent of a cave we didn't go into unknown caves when we were cavemen so you don't want to go into unknown houses as as a who we are today dolls completely made up i have no problem with haunted dolls so veronica is on its way we're just going to chill we're going to hang out put a microphone in front of it record a couple episodes i'll have veronica nearby we'll see what we pick up I will either be completely vindicated and prove that this doll, this $30 doll, which I'm not going to be mean to and throw it down the river or do anything stupid like that. It's not haunted. I'll put it with the rest of my dolls. I'll have a funny story to tell people when they come over that I spent $30 from my Patreon on this doll that's supposedly haunted. I'll either be completely vindicated or I'll be wrong. Doors will open. Lights will flicker. But I gotta be honest, the thing that does kind of make me nervous about the doll isn't the fact that, oh, you know, what if the lights flicker? Okay, I don't care. I've already talked about my apartment being haunted in real life. I've done episodes on that. 
and I've mentioned that I kind of feel like there's a, a peace treaty between me and the ghost of the old man in my closet. But I bought the doll last night, and I went to bed. And when I woke up this morning, and I was shutting the lights off in my apartment because I leave for work quite early. Sun hasn't come up yet. I'm shutting the lights off. It's pitch black in my apartment. As I was walking to the door, for the first time in a long time, I felt uneasy in my own apartment. I felt like I may have a truce with this thing in my closet, but what happens if I bring something else here? This doll does happen to be legit, and I have one spirit in my apartment, and now I'm introducing another spirit, willingly bringing it in. What is possible? Gotta admit, that part of it makes me a tiny bit nervous. And as I was walking through the darkness to get to my front door, this morning I walked just a little bit faster. Because I felt it was a little more tense and a little darker than it normally was when I leave in the morning. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at Dead Rabbit Radio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.